For the next couple of weeks, we, uh, we're going to be looking at some different selected psalms. And uh, as we move towards Luke, we'll be starting the book of Luke in December. Um, but for uh, October, November, we're just going to look at a few different psalms. And today, we're going to look at this first psalm. And we're going to just really look at some things that I believe can help us very practical for us in the day that we live in. If you, uh, if you have your head out of the sand at all this morning, you know we're living in some messed up times. Am I the only one seeing that? I mean, we are living in some days that are they're insane. And uh, we're going to talk about how to have hope in these days. Hope in the world of woke. And we're going to talk about what that means and what that looks like today. This is not a political message. However, listen, men, and some would might say that it is, but this is a message about truth, a message about the gospel, and a message about the battle that's going on in this world. There's a battle right now raging for our families. There's a battle that's raging for truth. And I believe that there is still hope in the world that we live in. The Bible and the gospel, and as we get into this, because I know we all define terms differently, let me just make this statement right off the bat so nobody misquotes me. The Bible is 100% against racism. Somebody say amen right there this morning. The Bible is clearly against hating other people that are different than you. However, the Bible is 100% against the lies of Satan that started all the way back in Genesis chapter number 3, which we've been talking about often. Satan, what did he do? He tempted Eve. He got her to question the Word of God. Starting putting questions in her mind, watering down God's word, making it say something that it did not say and that God did not say. Since this moment in history, listen, the deceiver has been deceiving and doing everything he can to deceive this world. He's trying to deceive you this morning. You understand that? He wants your family. He wants you this morning. He wants our church this morning. And, and if we're not careful, we'll nonchalantly go through this life and think that, think that some things aren't a big deal that are a big deal to God. Let me just say this this morning. Truth is a big deal. The truths of God's Word are a big deal. We're living in some wild days, divisive days, days of confusion, days of division, days of great tragedy, days of blatant sin, days of blatant indoctrination, by, and let, let me just say this as kindly as I can, by our government, by our schools, by our universities, and by our media. Truth has become relative. Do what you want, be what you want, and listen to who you want. I want you to think with me here as we get into this. This is important for us. Okay? If you're watching online, I want you to think. I want you to really dig into this this morning. We, as Christians, we become comfortable. We've been com comfortable not being faithful to church. We're comfortable, hey, going the world's way. We're comfortable this morning that everything goes. And let me just, as boldly and as graciously as I can say this morning, truth still matters. God's word still matters. Church still matters this morning. It's God's plan for Christians to be in church. People say, oh, I struggle and I go through this. So do I. It's his plan for us to be here because we are fighting hell by the acre right now with what's going on in our culture and what's going on in our world. We're living in days when there's a battle and there's arguments over if, it's, if, if we should murder babies or not. And you understand this. We don't, I don't talk politically. We're going straight to the word this morning. I don't just preach political message. That is not a political issue. That is a Bible issue this morning. 
My body, my choice. Listen, if you're saved this morning, your body is not yours. You've been bought with a price this morning. There are drag queens giving entertainment in libraries and in other venues to our children. This isn't just some preacher makeup talk. This is common knowledge of things that are going on in our country. There are perverted men using women's restrooms. I read an article this week about two girls that got in trouble at their school because they had concern about a transgender using their restroom. We've lost our ever-loving minds. Let me just say this as, as graciously as I can. Some pervert goes into the bathroom where my wife or daughter is, there's going to be a problem. I'm just saying that this morning. We, we are losing our minds. And let me just say, this isn't about acceptance this morning. This is about truth. This is about right and wrong. This is about God's Word this morning. And that's just a tip of the iceberg, the beginning of it. We are living in what many have labeled a woke world. You say, preacher, what do you mean by woke? Let me explain and give you the definition when I say that this morning, what I mean. It's a critical and divisive way to look at all things in our culture. It's based on blame, stereotype, victimization, and envy. They take terms and they redefine them. They, and let me just say this. What, what the world's wanting to do, and I hope you realize this, unless your head's in the sand, they want to take away our freedom. They're going after freedom of speech, freedom of religion. That's what censorship wants to do. You know that, right? They want to promote their agenda in the name of tolerance, but they don't want to tolerate what we have to say. They call us intolerant. Can I just say this? They are intolerant. We just want to live our lives in peace and raise our families. Is everybody tracking me here? That's all we want. They call us hate, yet they are the ones inciting violence on the streets burning down buildings, marching and promoting and saying things and doing things publicly so vile that we can't even mention it here in this setting this morning. They are full of blame rather than taking responsibility. Expect government to take care of them. This type of mentality is coming from the top down, from the government down, from the schools down, from the universities, from the media, and it is blatant indoctrination, and it's begun to affect our families, and it's begun to affect our churches, and I'm burdened about it, and we're not going to be silent about it. They love a crisis. They love control. They want us to have their dependence. It's affected our culture from the government to the family, now to the church. There are now churches subscribing to this. There's people sitting in here this morning when I met with them for their membership that their church in this town, Iredell County, was teaching evolution and that their kids came from fish. They're sitting here this morning. Churches. You understand what I'm saying? There's churches right now in our town. Some of you are sitting here right now because your church began to, to support and to, and, and to support and to condone the LGBT community. You're sitting here right now. We don't hate them. We love them. But can I just say this? If the Bible says it, it's wrong. Just like divorce is wrong. Somebody help me this morning. It's wrong. It's beginning to affect our churches. It's beginning to affect us. And here's the problem. Many of us, and I even find myself, sometimes we start getting comfortable with it. And we start believing that, oh, it's okay. And we need to tolerate it. Man, subscribe. there's people here, man, that are set in churches. Isn't that blow my mind that there's churches that would teach evolution? Man, this is blatant deception. This is not political. This is a, can I tell you what this type of ideology is? It's a religion, the day that we live in. It's become a religion. Make, make no mistake this morning. Y'all listen to me. Listen to me. They are coming after those who stand for truth and oppose this garbage. There's confusion. We have to have conversations today with our kids about things we never had to have about. I'm just telling you. And if you don't, by the way, somebody else will. will. You think your kids don't know you're out of your ever-loving mind this morning. 
In our day, you used to get in trouble. I remember getting in trouble for walking down the hallway at school holding a girl's hand. You get in trouble for that in school. I could bring some teachers that, that work in the public school system right now that have told me stories that are part of our church right now of the most vile things you can think of happening in our schools right now. Can't do anything about it. Nobody will stand up for it. Parents turn a blind eye to it. Teachers turn a blind eye to it. Churches turn a blind eye to it. Man, we have to explain these things to our kids. We get, you know, we've got boys going in the girls' locker room. Now, God knows we were trying to do that when we were in high school. Somebody help me this morning. Right? But that's the stuff that's happening. Think about this. There's kids acting like cats and dogs. That's a fact. That's happening right now. There are kids whose parents are okay with them wearing a tail and ears to school, barking like a stinking dog or purring like we've lost our minds this morning. And it's nothing for us. Y'all listen to me this morning. This is a lot bigger than what we've made it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And they don't just want the world's family. Can I just say this? Satan wants your family. He wants you to believe a lie this morning. I mean, that's scary, isn't it, to think about? That's hard to think about as we live in this world. It's indoctrination through the government, through education, through media, through some churches, and even religion. So here's the question I want to answer and propose to you today from Scripture. Is there hope in a world that's woke? Man, if you look around and you're like me, man, I'm like, is there even hope with what's going on? I mean, it's a hard day to raise kids. Somebody help me this morning. I mean, it's a hard day to raise teenagers. I mean, it's a hard day to live for God. We're going to walk through Psalms 1, and then I want to just give you three practical things this morning that can help us in the days that we live in and, and really just encourage us this morning. Because right now, all that I've mentioned this morning, would you all agree? That's some doom and gloom, man. That's some heavy stuff. Man, that's some stuff that, man, when you turn on the news cycle and you turn on social media, that, that's reality for us right now where we live. You have teenagers. I'm just telling you right now, they want your. You, you think there's stuff going on at, at the school that we never would have dreamed of happening. Much of it's being promoted. I know of a school right now in our county where teachers are allowed to have a homo, the, the gay flag behind them, but you couldn't ever, they couldn't have a Bible, they couldn't have a Christian flag. It's hanging up in the classroom right now, right down the road. You see what I'm saying? We, we've got to be gracious. But we've got to stand for truth in the day we live in. We've got to lead our families in the way of truth. We've got to make sure that God's way, listen, that we don't get so watered down because we begin to buy into this narrative that we forget our identity, which is found in Christ and found in the Word and found in God's grace this morning. If we're not careful, you and I will begin to believe the lies of what the world is selling, starting with our government, slipping down to our families coming to our churches. And here's the facts of the matter. Some of us are right there. Some of us this morning are already bought into it. And I just want to say, man, let's have a heart check this morning of this passage and let's see where we're at with it. Look at Psalms 1. You got your Bibles open. He's going to give the psalmist here, and we don't know who wrote this psalm, but the psalmist is going to give us a picture of two different people. And you're one of these two people this morning. And I want us to look at this and maybe just apply this and kind of see if we need to make some changes this morning. Look at Psalms chapter 1. He's given a, a picture of a blessed man. And the word blessed here legitimately means happy. So if you ain't happy, this message ain't just for the woke. It's for you this morning. Okay? Then he gives another one. He gives a, he gives a picture of an ungodly man, the unblessed man. 
He says it this way. There's a prosperous man. Then there's a man that's not prosperous. Let's look at what the Word of God says. Get your Bibles open. You got to look at this. Blessed is the man. Happy is the man. Blessed is the man. And look what he says here. You got your Bibles open. Look at the first one. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. So the first thing he says, if you're going to be happy, if you're going to be blessed, you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. That's those voices. That's that influence. That's the world. That's the world's way. That's what the world says is okay and acceptable. He says, man, don't get counsel from the wrong place. Look at the next one. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. So he says this. Man, be careful who you listen to, but then be careful if you stand in the way of sinners. It basically means this, going in the way of sinners. Listen, as believers, our life should be different. We should be people full of grace, full of love, full of Jesus, full of the gospel. Because that's what the gospel does in our lives. That's what it's saying. Don't go the way of the sinner. Some of us, can I just say this this morning, we've been saved, but we're still going the same way that we used to. We need to repent this morning and go the other way. The fruit of the Spirit, joy, love, peace, long all those things should be evident in our lives. That's not the way of the world. That's the way of the believer. Okay? So he says the blessed man, listen, he listens. He, he's getting good counsel. Man, he's, he, 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 listen, he's standing in the way. He's not standing in the way of sinners. And this is where a lot of Baptists end up. And you're here this morning, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. You know what a scorner is? A scorner is a person that's always mocking. And I'm around people, even Christians, that are always mocking. Mocking those that do right, mocking those that live differently, mocking every single thing they can mock. You know what, people that mock other people all the time, they're basically tearing other people down to put themselves up. Makes them feel better about themselves. He says, listen, don't sit in the seat of the scornful. Man, don't be that person that's always critical. Don't be that person that's always scorning. Because here's the thing, it doesn't lead to happiness. (laughs) It doesn't lead to joy. You know, you can tear people down all you want. It's never actually going to make you feel better long term. Man, it's going to kill you inside. And then look at this. So he says, don't listen to these people. Don't stand in their way. Don't sit in the seats of the car. But look at here. Here's the verse. Look at this. Verse 2. You got your Bible open? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. So he says he doesn't listen to, the, he doesn't listen to these people. He doesn't stand in the way of the sinner. Listen, he doesn't listen to the critics, and he's not a critic. This is what he does. Listen, he's in the word of God, and he meditates on it day and night. He thinks about it. The Bible isn't just something that he uses on Sunday morning. It's not just something that's a hood ornament in his car. It's not just something that sits on his, uh, sits on his table in his living room. No, it's who he is. It's what he's all about. It's where he consumes himself with. It consumes him. He's addicted to it. He meditates on it day and night. That's what a blessed man does. I'm not saying you just go to church. No, he gets in the Word daily. Man, he spends time feasting on it. Man, he studies it. He gets to know it. And look at this. Look what happens. Look at the byproduct. If you listen to the right counsel, listen, if you don't stand in the wrong way, listen, if you're not a scorner, and if you love the Word and you meditate on the Word, look at the natural byproduct. You got your Bible open. Look at verse 3. This man, he shall be like a tree. Planted. Man, that carries the idea of having deep roots, being strong by the rivers of water. And look what happens. And he bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And notice this last phrase. This is amazing. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. It's one of the only times in Scripture you're going to find that phrase about being prosperous. Listening to the right people. Standing in the right place. Going the right direction. 
not being a scorner, meditating on the word. Man, it equals happiness. Listen, it equals blessing. It equals prosperity. It equals fruit. And it equals a root. It's important. Look at, the other, look at this other dude here. The ungodly are not so. But they are like the chaff, which the wind driveth away. So those that don't do that even in church, because there's some of us here this morning, that's why when the wind blows a little bit, we tuck tail and run. We're not planted. We're not rooted. We're not in the Word. We don't have our own walk. The ungodly are not so. The wind blows a little bit. Guess what happens? The culture blows the wrong direction a little bit. Does everybody? Look what it says, verse 5. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the Lord. Verse 6. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous. <laughs> but here's what happens with these two people. It's your choice. But the way of the ungodly shall what? Destruction, judgment, and pain. Man, so is there hope in this world of woke? There's a couple things I just want to give you from this text that will help us to have some hope in the world of woke. And I just want to challenge you with this this morning. Number one, I want you to think about this first verse. We've got to be careful. You can throw it up there, Phil. We've got to be careful that we're listening to the right voices. Listen, we have... We live in a noisy world. First of all, some of us can't just have silence ever. We always got earbuds in, always got the radio on, we've always got social media in front of us. Some of us, it's awkward just when times are quiet, isn't it? It's a little bit awkward. Because we're used to all the time, information, information. We have a free minute. Guess what that's doing? Indoctrination, 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 indoctrination. Kids sitting in a school where the teacher tells them they're coming from a monkey. Guess what they're, what they're getting? Indoctrination, indoctrination, indoctrination. Because if you come from a monkey, it doesn't matter how you live. You're just an animal. It's indoctrination. That's what your kids are being taught. You know that. That's why it's so important that we have our kids in church. That's why it's so important that as parents we teach them the truth. Because you didn't come from a monkey. God created the heavens and the earth. Genesis chapters 1, 2, and 3. And here's the problem. We either believe the Bible or we don't. And what ends up happening is some of us begin to get drifted and we begin to pulled into the way of what the world says. Listen, if we're not careful, we'll, we'll listen to things like our feelings. <laughs> we'll listen to our feelings sometimes. We're good at that as Christians. Well, I don't feel like going to church this morning. No offense if you're watching online. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we just don't feel like going to church. I'm the same way sometimes. Sometimes we don't feel like doing right. Somebody better help me preach this morning. Sometimes we don't feel, but if we listen to our feelings, let me just tell you this morning, your feelings are a liar. Satan will use your feelings. When we make emotional decisions, typically we make the wrong decision. When we over-emotionally act and make decisions based on feelings rather than facts, it always leads to destruction. Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I mean, we listen to ourselves. How about this? We shouldn't be listening to our culture. If you're letting the culture teach your kids, let me just say this as kindly as I can. The government isn't responsible to raise your kids. The Christian school isn't responsible to raise your kids. The church isn't, oh my goodness. Our youth pastor and children's director aren't responsible 
to raise your kids. You know what? You know who's responsible? You. You're responsible to teach your kids right from wrong this morning. You're responsible to tell your kids, thus saith the Lord. Because here's the truth of the matter. So goes the home, so goes the church, so goes the church, so goes the government. That's the facts this morning. And the reason we're in the mess that we're in, it goes all the way back to our homes this morning. We've, we've pawned it off on everybody else. Hey, most of us have never opened the Word of God and sat down with our children. Say, how do you know that? Because I've asked. We have conversations about everything. Can I just say this morning, if we're going to have hope, we've got to teach our families like the Word of God is truth. Hey, let God be true and every man a liar this morning. We've got to teach them that you didn't come from a monkey. God created you and you're made in His image and He loves you and He has a plan for you and He has a purpose for you. That's what truth is this morning. But our kids every day of their lives, listen, they're being told Monday through Friday that that's not true, that you're to only love yourself and however you feel, you do what you want and you go your own way. I'm here to tell you this morning that God created them and He created you with a purpose and we must live in that. We must stand for that. We must love that. We must know that and we must teach that this morning. If you don't teach it, they're going to be taught something. I'm just telling you this morning. That's what's happening right before our eyes. The media... The social media. Hollywood, I remember the days where you turned on the television. Listen, the stuff that we see on the television. We were watching something the other night. started out great. Next thing you know, guess what they're promoting? They're trying to, if, if you don't think they're trying to tear down the family, your head, you're, you're, loot, you're out of your ever-loving mind this morning. You can't watch five minutes of TV without seeing it anymore. Hollywood, the government, and let me just say this about the government. We don't need more of it. We need less of it. We need less government and more fathers and more men in this country. Some of the junk in our edge, true that, I love Bob. We're going to make a meme with that and post it this week on church and social media. If we're going to have hope in this world of woke, this is all I'm saying to you. You've got to get counsel in the right place. You've got to get it in the right place. You've got to listen to the right people. Don't go to people who have jacked up marriages and ask them for marriage advice. Don't go to people, I love it, I get people that can't run a hot dog stand trying to tell me how to run a church. I'm just, tell, I'm just being honest. Can't even take care of their own finances, but they know how to do everything. They know how to run a country. Is everybody tracking me here this morning? I, if I'm an idiot, guess who I'm going to listen to? Them. If I want to be successful, guess who i got to listen to? The right people. And listen to the right people. Can I just help you? Turn the TV off. Turn the social media off. And then, hey, what does he say? They meditate on the Word of God. Open God's Word. Man, that'll make a difference in your life. We complain about the culture. Man, we gripe about it. We don't like it. Listen, we've got to understand. We've got to listen to the right people. And there are still some good voices to listen to. And listen to those. Get counsel from the right places. The second thing, if there's going to be hope in the midst of the woke, listen, we've got to understand, and I hope you can get this, the Word of God must be more than a coffee table ornament. <laughs> this book has got to be more than something that sits in our car today after we leave till next Sunday. This book's got to be more than something that just sits on our coffee table. And this is the truth. I'm just telling you. I wonder if we went around. I just want you to think, and I'm not trying to be mean. I want to help us this morning. If I didn't love you, we wouldn't preach like this every once in a while. I wonder if we went around the room this morning and said, hey, did you read today? Did you, were you in your devotions this week? Sarah, did you read Monday? Eric, were you in the Word this week? 
You see what I'm saying? We either believe it or we don't this morning. So I just want to tell you this. Make this book be more. Are y'all hearing me? And preaching's good, and we should listen to it, and we need it. But more than someone else telling you, you and the Holy Spirit need to get along with this word, and you need to study it, and you need to dig in it for yourself. The average Christian, and I've, I've done the surveys, I've read all about it, has never even read the Bible completely true. That's a shame, y'all. We wonder why we're in the... the listen... All of these issues can be solved by the Word of God. Let me just clear up some things from Scripture. God created the earth. We're not animals, Genesis 1 and 2. It's in the Bible. God created, don't get mad at me, two genders. Man, it's quiet in here this morning. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He Him. Male and female. It ain't that complicated. God has one way to eternal life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by who? By Him. All I'm saying is this. This book for us, y'all, has to become more than just something we do once a week here in the South because we're Christians. Man, it's got to change us. It's got to be part of us. It's got to be our... I hear people all the time, well, the Bible's a final authority, yet we don't... You know how we prove that? You know why I don't preach on the Bible authority? Because I can prove it by preaching it every week. I don't have to preach about it. I preach it. It proves itself. It'll prove itself in your life. Man, I want to encourage you this week. Make this thing more than a coffee table ornament. I'm talking people. Many of us have been in church for 20 and 30 years. How many of you have been in church more than 30 years? Slip your hand up this morning. I want you all to see this. Look at that across the room. 30 years. Put your hands on. Most of us. Been in here 30, we've been in church 30 years. Man, do we have a faithful walk with God? Oh, preacher, this world's going woke. You're right. It's our fault. Man, we could have revival today. You know where it's going to start? It ain't going to start in the White House. You know where it's going to start? With me. With you. I'm just dumb enough... I'm just dumb enough to travel all over preaching as much as I can because y'all hear me this morning because I believe it. Y'all hear me? I believe it can happen. But it's going to take the people of God rising up once again and saying, thus saith the Lord. Hey, this is what God says. We can do no other. And we stand for truth. Yes, we love. And yes, we show grace. But when this book says it, that settles it. I believe it this morning. Somebody say amen this morning. I'm going to have to amen myself a little bit. I know it's a little different and hard this morning. Man, do you believe this book this morning? Man, let's prove it by our walk every day. And then lastly, here's the the message. There is hope in the gospel, in the family, in the church, and in this world. And guess who that comes from? It comes from us. Those of us that have been changed by the glorious gospel. You can decide this morning, even as a saved person, to follow the way of the culture, the deception, the chaff, and you'll experience judgment. And listen, in this earth, you're not going to be blessed. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to be happy. Or you can have hope in the midst of the woke. It's not going to come from government. It's not going to come from culture. It comes from God's word through the faith of God's people. Hope starts with you individually this morning. You understand that? I believe this. I believe we can reach. I've seen people that that chose those other lifestyles. I've seen God change them. See what I'm saying? I believe that this morning. But if we're not doing our job showing grace, love, and the message... Right? We're never going to reach them. 
We're never going to reach those lost people in our lives. They think we're nuts. They hear a sermon like this, and you know because you were here every week, it ain't always like this, and they think we're just mean and we're just bigoted and all that stuff. No, we just care about truth. We care about the souls of men. We really believe that's an eternal hell, and there's going to be eternal damnation for those that don't know the Lord. We believe that this morning, y'all. I think we do. And if we do, the gospel's got to change every area of our lives. Man, we've got to be involved. Y'all, we've got to be involved in our community. We need more Christians on our school boards. We need more Christians in our local government. Y'all hear me this morning? We need more Christian people with voices in our community. Man, pointing people to truth, standing up for what's right, and letting the Lord use us. It starts with each one of us. It starts with parents teaching truth, parents discipling kids, parents showing kids what they are being taught and how it ain't right. Parents, how about this one? Being parents. Let me teach you a word that's good to say with your kids. Even if they're teenagers. Teenagers don't get mad at me, or you can get mad at me. I don't don't really care. Let me teach you a word this morning. No. By the one, it's the first one they ever said to you. Be a parent! Leading by example. Starts in the home, it goes into the church, then the church affects the world. It's a critical process. Listen to me, y'all. There is hope in this world of woke, but it starts with you, and it starts with you. It starts with you this morning being who God called you to be. And you say, Jake, what do you mean by that? Here it is. Church is more than just this chair. Church is more than you sitting here on Sunday morning. Y'all understand that? Church is more than us getting up and singing a few songs, giving a few dollars, giving the leftovers. (laughs) It's more than that this morning. Man, church is when we come in here and we get equipped to go out there and to be a light in this dark world. Listen, anybody can come in here and sing. Anybody can come in here and worship. Anybody can come in here and be faithful. What makes a difference in a world is when we walk out those doors and we're in our communities and we're at the baseball game and we're at our kids' practices and we're with those people that don't know Jesus and we're a light to them and we show love to them and we show grace even though we don't agree. Man, we tell them that there's a better way and that Jesus is coming and that He loves them and He can feel that hole that's in their soul that's what will make a difference in a generation hey that's what will make a difference in this world is when you and I stop playing games and we start actually believing what we sing about when you and I start actually believing what we preach about and what we teach about it's when the fire of God burns so big on our heart hey we get tired of living in the way that we're living and we want to see God make a difference in somebody's life oh it's like Nehemiah had in Nehemiah chapter 1 and chapter number 2 he saw the walls of Jerusalem down and it created a burden in his heart and he said I can't sit by no longer I can't stand by in this ruin I'm going to get up and I'm going to make a difference and God put a burden in one man's heart and in 52 days oh somebody better help me preach this morning hey the walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt because man had a burden and a man prayed oh my goodness I wonder what God could do with one of us this morning we got a burden we got on fire we just went into his presence and said oh God I don't know if you will but I sure believe you can. See, I believe there's still hope. If I didn't believe it, Jay, I'd quit today. I'd pack it up and go help Jeremy with a bunch of dead bodies. And I want to encourage you this morning. Maybe at one point in your life, that fire burned in your heart to be a witness, to show grace. But with all that's going on, man, it's starting to go out a little bit. Am I really making a difference? Hey, if you're teaching that kids class, can I tell you something? Y'all listen to me and listen to me well. You're making a difference. 
You're some of the only truth and hope they're hearing this morning. Listen, if you serve in that Awana, y'all listen to me. Y'all listen to me well this morning. If you're serving in Awana, y'all listen to me. You're making a difference. Hey, if you're giving money to you, follow Baptist Church. Can I just say this? We don't talk about it much, but you're making a difference this morning. Listen, if you're here and you're invested and you're serving, you're make, you can make a difference. Don't quit. Listen, at any day we're going to see them face to face. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear those words. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's not time to back up. It's not time to pack up. Hey, it's not time to quit. It's not time to get discouraged. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's time to put the pedal to the metal for the glory of God this morning. Matt's going to sing. Let's stand at our feet. The altar's open this morning.